Crone's getting a split. Maisie in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Maisie. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Maisie. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents, the Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore, and I'm joined once again, fresh off the footy trip, Nick Highland. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Always good to be here. <clears throat> How was it? Yeah, it was good fun. Good fun. Up um, up in Cairns with the boys, so had a good time. You certainly had a good time. Uh, I was alerted to a few bets made on our Dabble account. I was at the races, and I was putting the bets on our tips, and then all of a sudden I get a... Get a notification. Oh, your bet's won. I checked that you've chucked 50 bucks on a horse in Gold Coast and then... Kobe Lad. Yeah, Kobe Lad got up and then all of a sudden I see all those profits disappear from the account. I check the pending bets and you've gone and put a bet on a fifty horse in Fukushima. Yeah, Liam. <laughs> Liam. So, yeah, this happens. We're at the pub, <laughs> bit of fun, but... Yeah, is what it is. Bit of Fukushima betting for the footy trip. Oh, That's yeah. how loose it got. That's how you know it's loose. Betting in Japan. Happens. You got best on, I hear? Yeah, best on. Um, not surprised, of course. Bit of fun, but yeah, it's good to be back. <laughs> well, did you catch any of the racing uh, that was in <clears throat> Sydney or Melbourne, or were you just focusing on Japan? Oh, to be honest, I don't really remember too much that was going on with the with the races. So, um, yeah. Don't have really too much to add. I watched the watched the big ones, obviously. Um, Alligator Blood, Zaki, and um, obviously Nature's Trip not getting getting anything done. But um, other than that, couldn't tell you too much about it. Yeah, um, <coughs> let's touch on that. Uh, Nature's Trip and Animo. That's pretty awkward. I will admit, I declared it the multi of the spring. Yeah, that got brought up a couple of times over at the footy trip. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. What was said? Uh, the insurance hasn't paid off. Free insurance. What is it? Safer than house insurance. I said, like I said uh, better than bank interest, I yeah, think. I thought interest. you were going to be getting about a 380% return on your, your bank interest. If you put it on, but not a single leg <coughs> got up, punters. Very awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, too, I'm surprised about Nature Strip. Not too surprised about Animo. I feel like they've just put him in one too many preps this year. He didn't need to run that race. Proved everything this spring. There's no point putting Animo in that race. Yeah, I think watching the race back, I, I, the race didn't really suit him the way it was run. It was very slow, and so Zaki just took off and let them all chase his tails. Like same, exact same thing with Alligator Blood. Both of them uh, just left the chasers in the dust because they got caught napping and they got that easy lead, and no one was able to run down them in the end. But... Uh, with Animo, I think you're right. One too many races. I believe I saw a statistic that like he's only finished out of the placings twice in his career, and I think both times it was a fifth up run. So I think <clears> now we know for sure that Animo is a horse that needs four or less runs in the prep to really get his engines going. Uh, but, yeah, you said you watched Nature Strip and you were pretty surprised. What did you make of the run? Uh, I don't know. I, getting inside the 200 mark, it looked home. I was like, oh, this is going to go three lengths, three lengths plus. And it just didn't didn't have any turn of foot. Don't know. Um, <clears throat> not sure. It, it's not looking too good for the horse, to be honest. But I mean, for the first time ever, he looked genuinely tired. I know he's been aging like a fine wine, but it's the first time ever I've seen that horse 
get to the last 100 metres. He kicked back at the end, but he genuinely looked like he was running out of puff by the end there. Yeah, no, it's it was surprising to see from that horse, but um, it'll be interesting now. He, his, his price will come to a reasonable amount for the next time he starts, I reckon. So a bit more of a punting, bit of punting fun coming next up, next prep. Yeah, well, you are wearing the Nature Strip hat right now for those listening at home. Nick's got his Nature Strip merchandise, wearing it proudly. But what are you, what are you doing with it? Are you, are you throwing it out? You reckon Nature Strip's done now or you reckon he's going to bounce back in autumn oh, if he races on? It's tough. I don't, you don't, I don't know if they're going to race him on. They might give him one more year, but I can't see him racing more than one year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he is or he's eight. <coughs> he'll be nine next year, I think. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be up to the up to the um, owners and trainers and stuff, so they'll work it out. What do you think it coming down to it, what do you think caused it? Do you reckon he, he got uh, caught up with the Europe trip? The Europe trip, like all that energy that would have taken out of him is caught up to him, or is it just the fact that he was run off his feet in the Everest being so wide? Do you reckon that's taken the puff out of him? I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe a couple of horses in the races have chosen to try and get him out of the race, mm. <clears throat> try and open the race up, which obviously takes them out of the race as well. Like Eduardo pretty much took Nature Strip out of the Everest. Yeah. Took each other out of the 100%. Everest. 100%. Um, I think other horses are just kind of playing playing the line and seeing they, how they run <clears throat> so that they don't, so Nature Strip doesn't win. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think the the Everest, they were all aiming to win, but Eduardo definitely had the intent to make sure that Nature Strip wasn't getting to the front. And like we saw, uh, they both faded in the end because they took each other out. That didn't really happen in the uh, the sprint, the champion sprint. Of course, down the straight, you can't really do that as it is. You can't find yourself wide down the straight. But I just think that that Everest run took a bit of uh, puff out of his steam and... Uh, Hopefully bounces back in autumn. They intend on running him on, I believe. So it'll be interesting to see there. But I still can't believe that it was Rock and Horse again after the boil over in the new market in the autumn. Boil over here. And the most annoying thing about it is that my brother, Will, tipped it last week on the podcast. I'm going to be hearing about that for months and months. Yeah, I saw that. Um, probably the first winner he's ever tipped. So take that, Will. So what do you, what's your opinion? You've missed uh, two weeks now and Will's come in with quite an average go in the first round, but then he smashed it last week. You had like six winners. Rockin' Horse, of course, was the big one. He's demanding his spot on the regular rotation on the podcast. He reckons we should become a mock trayer. What are your thoughts on that? How, how's he going in the tip-off? Where's he sitting in the tip-off? I believe you are <coughs> in front of him in the tip-off. Just. Yeah, that's spe- that speaks for itself. Uh, yeah, but either way, both of you are... Miles ahead of me. I'd, I'll speak about that later in the tip-off, but I don't think I'm much of a chance of catching in now, especially after you got Alligator, Blood and Zaki last week, which was Your good tips. tipping from you. Yeah, no, I <clears throat> I knew they were going to win. I had a good feeling, especially especially Alligator Blood. I was very, very confident on. Um, thought all Alligator Blood's runs have been really, really well this prep, um, and a couple of them were just out of luck with Zaki pushing the front. The barrier draws weren't too weren't too kind on alligator blood, um, but yeah, it looked to be a bit of a weaker field for alligator blood this this turnaround, and yeah, I had a good feeling that it was just going to lead the whole way and, and push up, which it did. 
and then Zaki was the same. I thought Zaki was due. Um, unfortunately, couldn't give my tip on the podcast as I was away. But um, they were out on the socials. Yeah, they were out, on, out on the socials and on the, on the dabble. So um, yeah, that, those two I was pretty happy with with getting. So um, yeah. Yeah, very good tipping from you, mate. The only other thing to touch on from last week's racing is Sulcum. Uh, everyone's going crazy about it. Do you think we've seen next year's Melbourne Cup winner? How can you call that? Like It's big calls. A lot of people are making that call. Melbourne Cup was two weeks ago. Yeah. Melbourne Cup was two weeks ago. It means nothing. I reckon it's very you got a whole you got a whole year of racing before anything happens, before you can call a Melbourne Cup winner. Exactly. What's it paying on futures right now? Fifteen you, bucks. Fifteen bucks. That is ridiculous. If people are loading that already, you just don't. You're like, you should be donating money like that. Um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, very good run. <clears throat> we broke it down on our socials. We broke down just how good it was, and absolutely blitzed them. Ran four and a half lengths faster than the standard time. But like I said at the end of that video, a lot is to happen between now and this time next year. So you need to take into account everything that comes into it. You know, Hitotsu is going to be back next year. Incentivize should be back next year. Uh, Think It Over should be back as well. Forgot Use another one that's injured. There were plenty of injuries going around this spring. So plenty of big boys to come back into the fold this autumn. So I reckon big watch for the Queen Elizabeth. I think the uh, the Sydney Cup in autumn and the Queen Elizabeth over the 2,000 metre mark will be stacked fields and there'll be races to keep your eyes on because then that'll tell you who the the uh, who, who should be running out that 3,200 come Melbourne Cup. Because we don't even know that Solcom runs out the distance. We talked about it on our Melbourne Cup pod, but that's the biggest thing, okay? Because, you know, Duville Legend was apparently guaranteed win and then couldn't even run out the 3,200. So a lot still has to happen, but good horse. I reckon follow it everywhere it goes in autumn before you are putting on a futures bet for the Melbourne Cup. Uh, finally, Nick, of course, every week we put it out to our followers ask us a question to get featured on the podcast. So Jay from Dabble, uh, Jay with the diamond symbol on Dabble. If you're a fellow dabbler, he, uh, king of the copy bet specials, he gets them up almost every second week. He's asked us, what's the most exciting uh, race call or run that we've seen either live on television, just in history? What do you reckon, what run of a horse has gotten you most excited? Uh, it's hard to go past the um, last year's Everest, I think, because we were at the track and... I had a fair bit of money on Nature Strip. I think that's hard to pass the atmosphere, just everything coming through of um, that horse, like hearing it, hearing over the speaker, the the commentary, and then obviously just hearing everyone around us cheering on because everyone was on Nature Strip. Yeah, and then just kicking home. I think it's hard to beat that one in my in my mind. Yeah, you're not wrong. I had that as. One of my tops, but I'm actually going with something that happened on the exact same day, and that's Art Cadeau and the Kosciuszko, because almost the same as Nature Strip, or actually not even the same as Nature Strip. Nature Strip got to the front, led, kick one. Art Cadeau got to the front and was nose and nose with the horse that came second. I can't even remember it now for the whole straight down the way, and for that last 200, they were neck and neck, and then Art Cadeau got its nose in front, got up and won exactly. Like Nature Strip, 90% of the crowd was on him. Huge roar. Tommy <clears throat> Berry rides down, hands up. Absolutely fans screaming, celebrating that they've just won their bet and they've just seen a hell of a run by a hell of a horse. Hasn't really reached the same heights since that horse, but 
that is definitely a memory I'm always going to have because it was one of my first Group 1-ish sort of races. I know it's not a Group 1, but first big race, tipped, bang on. I tipped it months out in the futures market. I was very proud of it, and I will always love that horse because of it. So I hope that answers your question, Jay. And remember, punters, if you ever want to be featured on the podcast, just drop us a question and we're happy to answer it. But, uh, Nick, the only other thing, of course, we've got to give a quick shout-out to Dabble. Yeah, so um, Dabble, it's uh, it's an online betting company run by the Aussies. Um, any bets that we mentioned in the podcast, you can just press one button and it's in your bet slip and you can put whatever stake you want on and it just saves a lot of time and it's so simple and easy to use. 100%. We do the research, punters. We come up with the multis or the bets, anything you hear in this podcast and anything that we think we like on a whim, such as Liam in Fukushima, you can uh, hit the copy bet button straight into your bet slip and then you control how much you put on. So make sure to go on the Dabble app, download it on the App Store or the Android Store. Uh, Download when signing up, use the code THEMOCKSPORTS when signing up to let them know we sent you. And uh, join the 13,000 plus punters following us there and join in the spoils. Last week they had $2 for Nature Strip to run top four in the champion sprint. Might not have won but came top four easily. So that was an easy $50 payout for that $25 max stake. So plenty of deals, plenty of fun to be had on Dabble. Make sure to get on today. All right, Nick, time for the rundown. This one is a bit different. We're at Newcastle. We're at a provincial track. It gets The provincial gets the upgrade to the Metropolitan Meet of the Week as Peter Volandes wants to uh, extend the Sydney Carnival on for a further two weeks while... Uh, uh, Melbourne's is completely ceased. Of course, that rivalry, he always wants to be one step ahead. We've got the $1 million Hunter race to discuss later in the tip-off. But uh, pretty simple. The rail is in the true position and it'll be rock-hard dry. There hasn't been rain in Newcastle in a few days. There's none predicted to be happening until race time. So it should be a good four start. Might even get to the good three if the sun's really blaring down. So should play pretty fair New punters, Newcastle is usually a fair track in its own right, but especially with this bone bone dry deck should be very fair. So backmarkers and leaders should have equal opportunities. Uh, race one, it's a 900 metre race, very short to start off. It's a dartboard one. They're all the two-year-olds that are coming out for the first time. So I'm just going to go with a tried and true combination. I know it's the favourite and I don't often like going favourite in these sort of races, but uh, J-Mac and James Cummings, whenever they combine, they win 26% of the time. So just about every fourth race punters, when J-Mac rides a Godolphin horse, he gets it up here. So he's on cylinder, draws the widest barrier, but the trials showed that it should be a horse that will go to the front, try and dictate things anyways. And so hopefully it's one of those one in four times that J-Mac gets up in the <coughs> all blue. $4.40 for cylinder for me in the first. Yeah, like you said, it's a pretty, pretty tough race to pick. Um I will be watching this one pretty closely though, because you come now this time into autumn. You've got the got the slipper coming up, so all your um all your three year olds coming. So two year olds, two year olds. Sorry. So um for Ghana for me, it's going to be eight dollars fifty for the win. Second place in its trial behind Cylinder. Um, it was a good run though. So yeah, this race will be a big one going into into the slipper chances. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll see which ones run well, but. It's a, it's a pretty tough one to, to pick, so I'd probably stay away from a betting point of view because I don't know too much about two-year-olds. Yeah, the, it is a bit of a dartboard, but I reckon, like we said, we're, we're on both the Godolphin horses, and I think they're probably the two best bets there. Uh, 
they're very strong at the uh, moment, the two-year-olds in Godolphin. They've got about like, eight of them running around. Barber, of course, we saw what he could do last week in the Golden Gift. So I reckon that follow the old <coughs> blue and you won't go wrong with your money there. So take us to race two, Nick. It's fair enough. You've got a 1,600-metre highway in race two. Um, your favourite is the Dramatist, who came second last start behind Poker Jack, which is pretty good form to go off there. Um, it's a pretty tough race. Obviously, you've got a big field here. Highways are very, very tough to pick. So um, I'm going to go with a horse that, that I do know probably the best out of all these ones. It's going to be Jalmari. Um, I know it's sit, sitting six lengths behind, but it's running a benchmark 78 um, a couple of weeks back. And, a, and a Waterford went on to win that race, and we know how good of a horse Waterford is. Um, so, yeah. It's coming down to a class three here. It's um, also finished behind Socrates twice um, by a one once just under a length and a couple lengths up as well. Other than that, um, Jalmari is a pretty pretty safe kind of horse for me because I understand how this horse goes about it and um, yeah, top weight for probably the the right reasons. So yeah, Huey Bowman on board, eight dollars for Jalmari for me. Yeah, a lot of punters are going to be on Giamari. They've been chasing him. He keeps going in the highway most weeks and he just ends up coming up short but finds a very winnable one here. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets up. But I've gone elsewhere as large field highways. Value seems to always be getting up. So I'm going to go with Zach Lloyd ridden Unzaga. Surely I reckon he bounces from the 11th barrier, finds cover towards the tail of the field as a backmarker. Uh He's got experience at 1,600 metres, unlike a lot of these horses. There's a big question mark around a lot of these horses whether they're going to be able to run out the 1,600 metre mark, but Unzaga definitely can do this. He'll be really strong late. I think he flies down the outside. Thanks to Lloyd's weight claim, he also only carries 51 kilos, so that's feathers, should fly home, and hopefully wins late. $14 to win, $4.20 to place each way on Unzaga. For me, actually, it's just jumped up to $16 to win and $4.80 to play, so even better. Uh, as we head into the third race here, 1,400-metre uh, mark. French Bonnet and Short Shorts will both press to the front here. Wouldn't be surprised if they gap them complete, completely as French Bonnet is undefeated second up, loves the distance and the track. And Short Shorts comes off a dominant win last week in this grade and distance comes off that quick backup and is rock hard fit. However, I'm instead going to side with a horse that has the form behind Short Shorts in the form of Miss Madison. She beat Short Shorts over a length last time they faced off, and she was recently running only a couple of lengths off Waterford in that same race that Jalmari was in, Nick. So, of course, if Waterford was in this field, he'd absolutely slaughter them. So I think that reads really well. She's flying, ready to win here. $7.50 to win, $2.15 to place each way on Miss Madison in the third for me. Yeah, very nice. I'm going to go with Mayrose here. Um, you got Zach Lord on board who claims three kilos here, brings the, the weight down to... 54.5 kilos. You got $11 the price and $2.70 for a place. Um, it, its form so far hasn't been too good. It's got a third place about half a length behind um, Adios Steve, but that's not too much to read off. But the trial um, at the start of August is what I really like. It, it's beaten Leo, who's Leo's a pretty good horse in um, these kind of races, yeah. and we, we followed that that horse pretty close. 100%. Um, and this, this field's probably the weakest field that it's faced in its prep. Um, and with that three kilo f- claim, sorry, I reckon Mayrose is a good bet. Eleven dollars and two dollars seventy for a place in race three. Fair enough, mate. Head to race four here. Uh, I'm going to keep it pretty simple. Uh, chalk stream for me. Six dollars fifty for the win. Two dollars for a place. Just come off a trial, and it's um didn't look too too red hot. But the run before that, it's it's come 
racing behind Stockman that's come fourth. So, yeah, Stockman obviously went on to run in the Melbourne Cup. Great horse. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, a genuine stayers race here and um, Chalkstream looks to be pretty well suited to this one and I reckon it's a good chance in this. Yeah, it would be nice to see the Queen's former horse get up now in the ownership of the King. Um, but I'm going to go with King Frankel, speaking about Kings. Um, really like him in this sort of race. I tried to have him last week, but he was scratched at the barriers. Uh, I think he has a bright future in Australia. Can confirm these suspicions of mine with a win here. Tried to be with him last week, but got scratched, of course. So I reckon Schiller's claim gets him all the way down to 50.5 kilos. That is feathers, punters. Uh, I think he just flies home, gets to the lead, dictates the race, goes all the way. $3 is the price that I like for this horse. I think King Frankel is a definite bet to have in the fourth. Very nice. Uh, race five, 1,600 metres. I'm going to be straight to the point here. Midways, they're always hard to tip. Uh, call me crazy, I'm going with Scorched Land. Uh, I know he has done absolutely nothing in his last few starts and he's only placed twice out of six starts at Newcastle and has never won on a dry deck. But I think he's primed to bounce back in form here. His last win came at this grade on a soft five. Nick, we were there. He got up over Bazooka in a very, very good run. That was soft five, like I said, so not too wet. And Bazooka's a very talented horse in its own right, so I think that form reads really, really well. Also gets a major jockey upgrade here with Tommy Berry going on board. So I think $17 to win... $4.80, he looks to be in for a stronger run here. So I think Scorched Land is definitely a good each-way bet in the midway. Yeah, it's a tough one here. It's a pretty open race, and it's going to be a tough one Sorry, tough one to pick. Um, I'm going to go with Raffle here. Ten, uh, sorry, $7 for the win. Abdullah on board. Um, it won last start over at Newcastle. So it's it's run, and, it's run a winner at the, at the track. Um, 1,600 metres, probably the only concern. As it goes up, it hasn't raced at the distance. It's only raced at the 1,400, which it won at. But it hit the line pretty well. So um, I'm going to go with Raffle here. But it's a pretty open race, punters. So it's going to be a tough one to pick. So that'll be my tip in the fifth. As we head over to the race six, 1,850 metres and the benchmark 88 here. Um, one of my favourite horses running around, Yee Yee, races in this one, and that's who I'm going to go for in this again. Um, had third place last start behind Purple Sector, who I actually tipped in that one, not Yee Yee, um, but Purple Sector's not in this one. So I'm going to go with Yee Yee here. Um, hopefully it's well suited again. Um, claims are 1.5 kilo with Reese Jones, so $13 and $3.70 for a place looks pretty nice for me. So it'll be Yee Yee. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to be a pink ivory. Super unlucky not to have won on Golden Eagle Day. Was beaten by a lip by Pale King, who, mind you, went out and won in strong fashion last weekend. So the form reads super there. I reckon she loves the dry deck. She'll run over the top of them. $6 to win, $2.50 to place. Honestly, I reckon this is a price that you'd be taking now, punters. I think that'll shorten on the day. So I don't think you'll be getting each way odds for uh, pink ivory on the day. So get on her now. I think she wins in the sixth. So we move on to race seven at the 1,600 metre mark. This one's tricky ooh, tricky as ever because not only are they three-year-olds, Nico, but they're a very average bunch of three-year-olds as well. So these are basically all the leftover horses that didn't either didn't run in the group ones that were going around for the uh, three-year-olds or the ones that didn't really perform in said races, such as Basquiat. We've been with it a couple of times. It comes out of the uh, calendar Presnell and uh, a few other group races, but... Didn't really fire a shot, so he's dropped down to this grade here. But I'm not going to be with him again. I am instead going to be on another J-Mac Waller combo, which always does the punters well. 
uh, Robusto, who won on Melbourne Cup Day at Randwick by storming down the outside, getting up at huge odds. We were there to watch it, Nico. It was very strong through the line as well. So I saw it really run through the line. Took him a while to pull it up. So I thought definitely back at next start if it goes up in distance, and it has here. Jump up to 1,600 metres is what I like to see. $6 to win, $2 to place. Nice each way price for a horse that should be finishing in the money, I reckon. So Robusto for me. Yeah, I'm going to go with Baz Quaite here. I know you said you can't be with it, but this field here is probably the weakest field that's come through this prep easily. And um, it only finished, what, three lengths behind um, Golden Mile a couple of, couple of races ago. So, yeah, it's been in some pretty decent races, to be honest. It's been in Golden Mile's race where it won pretty pretty easily. It's been in behind Jackano, Opal Ridge, like it's been in some decent races. So it's really dropping in class and um, I reckon it's going to be probably a lot better suited to this kind of thing and $10 is a price that I can get around. So it's going to be Baz Quake for me in the seventh. Yep, we'll skip race eight because that <coughs> is the tip-off, the one and only race we have for the tip-off. We'll go race nine. Uh, pretty simple in this one, Waihaihe Falls, current favourite in the Hunter but it's fourth emergency. What that means, punters, it needs four horses to scratch in order to get a run, which I just don't think happens. Yep. So it most likely runs here. If it does run here, the price will drop. $2.80 currently, get on. I know that it has to carry 61.5 kilos, which is a lot of weight, but it just has so much more class than the field here. So if it runs here, which I think it does, Waihaha Falls is the one to have in the ninth. Yeah, I'm going to go with Democracy Manifest here. Succulent. Succulent Chinese meals. So, yeah, second place last start. Only just didn't fire that much behind Coda Hole. It was very strong late, though. Very, very strong late. Yeah, so going to pull the Berry Waller combo out here. $8 and $2.70. I think it's the only chance behind um, the favourite, like you said. So, yeah, it's going to be my tip in the ninth. Fair enough, mate. Heading to the to the last year, the 1600 benchmark 78 to, to end it. Adjourn is our favourite, $4. Um, it's come over from overseas, so I'm a bit unsure of how, how it's going to run, obviously. It looks like it's been racing at, a, at some bigger distances um, over the 2000s, um, so it's going to come back a little bit here and see how it, see it, how it goes. Um, but yeah, this this should this looks like a pretty open race and it's pretty tough to pick. I'm gonna go with uh, Timmy Clark here and be on notions. Um, I think it's probably the best horse for me in the race, the one that I understand the most. Uh, it's got good good form behind Waterford. Um, three lengths, sorry, two lengths behind Waterford, in um, with Jamie Carr on board when she was running in Sydney. So um, Golden Eagle Day. So yeah, six dollars for the win and two dollars twenty for a place for notions. I reckon it's the best chance in this race. Great one, things are light, mate. You took all the words out of my mouth. Notions, two lengths off Waterford. That's awesome form to be having for a race like this. So, like you said, and it's each way odds as well. Definitely be taking Notions in the 10th in the get-out stakes. That's my tip as well. As we move into the great tip-off, the second last great tip-off of the spring. Sting it, Nick. Yes, great tip-off time. It is time for Newcastle Race 8, the Hunter. And quick update, Will actually is beating you. Small cash is on 97.5 points. And Matt McVeigh's stepson, Me. a.k.a. Nick Highland, is on 83 points. So he's 
14 points in front of you. So Jeez. he's actually beating both of us. So should he be on the podcast? We'll see. See how it goes. Yeah, we might have to rejigger the uh, the way the podcast works next uh, next season. Let us know, punters. Do you want to see Will on a regular basis? We might have to bring him in uh, or not. If you don't want him on, tell us that as well because we want to make sure we're bringing you what you want, not what Will wants. I don't want Will pushing his way in if the punters don't actually want him. Um, but, yeah, when it comes to the scores, like we said, you're on 83 points. And as I scroll all the way down near the bottom, I'm only on 45 points. It's uh, it's pretty embarrassing. It, it is pretty embarrassing. Every week I just get very, very nervous for the group ones because last year I was seeing them like beach balls. Like we said, last year I was punter of the spring. I was also pretty high in the tipping comp overall, not just between you and I. But uh, this one, I've fallen to the lows of the uh, the high 30s in the leaderboard. It's not good. Not good at all. Uh, so I need to bounce back here. I need to maybe throw a couple of Hail Mary plays to try and beat you. I know I'm not winning the money, but I need to try and throw a couple of Hail Mary plays to try and win the punter of the spring between you and I. So we'll just go through the race here. It's race eight at Newcastle Punters, 1,300 metre mark. Uh, a lot of these horses come out of uh, either the Golden Eagle or the Sydney Stakes. Um, I believe last year this was the race that uh, Lost and Running won. I'm not sure if it was the Hunter or the Gong, but he won one of them. Uh, but your favourites in the Congo, tied with Valana. Then you've also got, um, after that, Waihaha Falls, $5.50 like we said, but probably doesn't get the run. Apache Chase is $13, your best of the rest, because... Those three horses at the top of the market are the only ones that are at single figures. The rest are at $13 or above. You've got some talented horses, though. You've got 11-11, Skyman, Brutality, Bandersnatch, Gravina at $23. You won't often see a horse like that at that sort of price. Overpass, Ingratiating, Through the Cracks, Tycoonist, Expat. The list goes on. Very talented field uh, to be gathered for this race. Nick, what are your thoughts and why? <clears throat> I'm going to go... Something a bit rough here because I need a chance to get me up for the win, and yeah, you can't. I can't win off going off favourites, and I also think this horse is a good chance. We go with overpass. All right, twenty six dollars for the win, six dollars fifty for a place. You've got pretty decent form. Yeah, it didn't fire in the Golden Eagle. Yeah, it didn't didn't do too well in the in the Everest, but it did run in the Everest. It was it, less than three lengths off the win in the Everest. That is that is very good to go off, right? You've got... Is there any other horses in, in this race that went in the Everest? No, there uh, wasn't. Ingratiating was the only one, and Ingratiating finished mm. ages back. Yeah. So, I think that's pretty good form to go off, if you ask me. The probably richest sprinting race in the world. Yeah. And it was in it. And it's paying $26. In saying that, it also raced against Nature Strip earlier in its prep. And only finished one point five lengths behind on the best run I've ever seen Nature Strip run as well. Um, yeah, it hasn't fired a shot since then as well. But overall, I don't think it's the worst chance in the field. I think twenty six dollars and six dollars fifty is a good play each way. The only thing that really concerns me is probably the good track record. It's only had four out of ten in the top two. Um, so yeah. It's it's a bit of a bit of a tough one, but um, I think there's worse chances, and I think it's it's a good play for twenty six dollars. Yeah, I think the only worry there is the eighteenth barrier for my mind. I think you're right in that it definitely a contender, 
It just needs to be able to get over and not get caught completely wide, and I think it'll be very strong to the line. Yeah, so I'm going to go along the lines of what you're thinking, and that's value. Of course, I said I've got to throw up a few uh, Hail Mary plays. And that's going to be Gem Song for me. Hugh Bowman on board. Lee's trained, paying $21 to win, $5.50 to place. Uh, first up, it was in the Sydney Stakes. It was only 1.7 lengths off the finish uh, behind Rocketing Bayern in the Congo, which was a very good race. Uh, also drops a kilo off that run as well. Uh, loves the dry. Five wins, two seconds, three thirds from 15 starts. Does its best work when the deck is bone dry, which it gets here. Also loves Newcastle, all right? Newcastle had to have three runs there, two wins uh, there out of the three. So it's got a good strike right there. Sixth barrier, I think it'll uh, jump, settle just at the top of the midfield, hopefully. Then Bowman will peel him out, run over the top of them in the straight. So, yeah, I reckon get the job done here. Hopefully that makes some ground on you in the tip-off. And then I can uh, look for some other value next week. Hopefully overpass doesn't really go well for you. But if it goes all wrong, I'm just going to try and find the best horse in the race. But I think I found the best of both worlds here. A Ruffy that can get me some points and a genuine winning chance in Gemsong. So that's my tip in the Hunter. Fair enough, mate. Um, let's go around the grounds. Yes. I'll go. I'll, I'll take this off quickly. Yep. I'll jump in. Um, she's all class. Race number five over at... Cranbourne, I reckon this is the worst field I've ever seen this horse race against. Um, $4.20 for a place. Um, we we're big fans of this horse when it was racing as a um, two-year-old two years ago. Um, it's matured a little bit here, this mare. Um, so, yeah, with the Melbourne Cup winning jockey on board. Also, like in race number seven in the Cranbourne Cup, I like Buffalo River. Uh, Damien Oliver on board, $14 and $4 for a place. We followed that horse pretty closely as well. Um, and then head to the last over at Cranbourne, Invincible Caviar. Um, yeah, speaks for itself. Had two good runs recently. Um, obviously, Black Caviar's offspring, so $5.50 for a place and $2.15 for a place. is It's pretty good for me in this one when it's been racing pretty well. Um, head over to Ascot, race number seven, Elite Street. Um, I know you got this one as well, mate, yep. and um, we're pretty confident on this. We've We've been real big fans of this horse. It races really well. Over in Ascot, and yeah, not too much more to say. It's probably my best of the day. Um, and then we had to race nine to go Pikey in the last. It got $2.15 for Devoted. Um, that's all I have to say. Pikey's back over at Ascot. Obviously, he's absolute weapon over there. Can't really hit a shot over at Sydney. Um, so yeah, Pikey's back. Yeah, Pikey in the last at Ascot. Death, taxes, and Pikey in the last. You always got to have it. But um, for my round the grounds tips, Port Phillip in the third at Cranbourne, $2.70 to win. I reckon that's a good price to have for a horse that only just got beaten by High Emotion, who went on to finish third in the Melbourne Cup. So that form reads super. You've got Grease in the fourth at $1.80. That's only a horse that I want to be chucking in some multis if I'm going to be having to play on it unless it gets over the $2 mark. Uh, I've learnt my lesson now when it comes to Nature Strip and other horses in the last few weeks. Never back a horse to win under $2. Uh, Midwest in the eighth at Cranbourne, $3.80 to, uh, to win. Very consistent horse. Has gotten up in most of its start. I reckon it kicks off its prep here with a big win as well. Like you said, Elite Street, I've got it in my tips as well. Very, very good horse. I think it will win the Quokka, which is apparently going to be Ascot's version of the Everest coming sometime next year. It's going to be Perth Horses slot race, and I reckon Elite Street would definitely be the favourite and win that one as well. I reckon he kicks off this prep with a big win. And race eight, Pikey, again, 
Rev it up. $11 to win, $3.80 to place. The booking of Pikey has me very confident that they uh, think this horse has a winning shot. It's in my back book. It's won for us a few times, actually, on the podcast as well. So hopefully it wins with us again for $11 to win there. As we move on to the quaddy, we hit one last week. All we had to do was send you away. That's it, mate. That's it. Um, I went away and you guys won one. So, yeah. In race seven, we've got Robusto, save a date for me, Baz Quate and Redina. Race seven, we've got In the Congo, Jam Song, Overpass and 11-11. Then we've got Waihaha Falls, Kota Hilly, Democracy Manifest and Lock Eagle in the ninth. And then to finish off, Notions, Adjourn, Syndicato and Commanding. $50 gets 19.5% in the quarter. And Nick, that brings this episode to a close. We've only got one more left. We'll be back here next week, punters, to give you the season finale. And the mocks turn two. It'll be our birthday next week. Yeah, wow. Um, in saying that, punters, we will have some content coming through. We've got a couple of interviews coming up, some other special things that'll that'll come during our little off season. Um, so stay in tune for that. Um, it'll be all over our socials, and we'll make sure to mention it on Dabble as well. Um, so we we don't go completely missing, but um, our weekly podcast does go away as the so racing kind of turns down a little, and it's a bit harder to pick some winners. And yeah. Yeah, like Nick said, our content over the Mock Sports on Instagram and TikTok. We're on TikTok now. Follow that. Uh, And all our socials will still be up and running, like Nick said. Unlike last year, we won't be completely missing in the summertime. Hopefully there'll be a few interviews, maybe a few bonus episodes. Uh, Magic Millions will probably be the next time you see us giving a full rundown of a card. But the content won't stop, like we said, unlike last year. So make sure to continue following us over the summer. We'll be bringing some stuff to you. We just don't know what it is yet, but we'll be making sure to get some stuff out to you. So make sure to give us a follow if you're on SoundCloud or Spotify. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a subscribe, like, share, all that jazz. $5, five star rating, please. Uh, does a lot for us. We charted a few weeks back. We're hoping to get back on the charts soon. And the higher, the better. So... The more you support us, the bigger we can get and the better content we can bring to you. So we appreciate it, punters. So until next week, until next week for the uh, last time of the year, bye for now. Gamble responsibly. See you later. Oh, Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100.